Fusion Patrol is a listener-supported podcast. Find out how you can help support us at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. This is the Fusion Patrol podcast. Each week, we look at a different science fiction TV episode or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I am Kenneth. And tonight, we are looking at the Star Hunter Redux episode number eight, Past Lives. On Saturn, a man, Eric, is apprehended for outstanding gambling debts. His debt has been sold to the Biomicron Corporation. They use their debtors as human guinea pigs, and he is injected, without warning, with a substance that will most likely kill him in 48 hours. In the turn of a hair, this bumbling, gambling fool becomes lethal killer, killing two of his captors, escaping and stealing a shuttle, the Carpathia. Very soon, Rudolfo is assigning Dante and the crew of the Transutopia with his retrieval. He's wanted alive, and he needs to be delivered within 48 hours. Dante just happens to be in the area. Lucretia is shocked to learn that the fugitive is her ex-husband. This leads to a bit of very awkward and not entirely good-natured ribbing. On the shuttle, Eric is trying to reach the nearest medical facility to find an antidote. He can get there in time, but only if he flies through a meteor storm. The Transutopia follows, sustaining considerable damage before they are able to retrieve the fugitive's ship. Once captured, Eric disputes the story that Dante's been given. He is not a janitor in the employ of Biomicron, and he did not murder those two people. He killed them in self-defense after they injected him with poison. Dante is seemingly unmoved, but back on the bridge, he does a bit of checking, and Biomicron's story doesn't entirely hold water. He asks Caravaggio to perform a medical scan, which confirms that Eric has been poisoned, and he will die. Dante tries to get him to the medical facility, but with the engines damaged from their earlier hijinks, they cannot reach the facility in time. With no qualified responsible engineer on the crew, he must rely on Percy, as always, to do the job in time. Dante decides to soliloquize to the audience about his dead wife being a data ghost in the machine, and then goes to ask her for help, since she is a doctor. I'm not that kind of doctor, I'm a dead kind of doctor who doesn't really exist. Go tell Caravaggio to do a better job of scanning. Caravaggio does a better job of scanning, and then develops an antidote, which is given to Eric. While all this is going on, Lucretia and Eric talk a bunch about their failed marriage. Plus, Lucretia has sexy time flashbacks. Also, it turns out the antidote didn't work. Eric will still die soon. Percy gets the engine working, but it's too late. Lucretia discovers a familiar name, Paquette, on the board of directors of Biomicron, and sends a nasty voicemail to her dad. He'd better not be part of this. Eric convinces first Dante and then finally Lucretia to let him go in the shuttle so he can die in space. They do, and as the amazingly precise 48 hours elapses, Eric begins to glow and his shuttle explodes. Dante tries to talk to Percy. I hope you're not upset you couldn't get the engines fixed in time and a man died because of your incompetence. No, I'm an emotionally stunted cripple and that doesn't bother me. Does anything bother you? My parents were killed. That bothers me. The end. Okay, 
Uh, past lives, past lives. I did not notice who wrote this. Is it another Nilo Giron? It isn't, is it? The writer was Peter Campbell. Okay. I don't know if he's written any others at the moment, but I will say this. I think... Now, don't, don't take this too high up. This is probably the best episode of the show we've seen to date. I agree. I wouldn't say it's a good, great, by any stretch of the imagination, but it is, it is considerably more coherent and linear, um, even with flashbacks, compared to a lot of the stuff uh, we've seen in the past. So, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I, I, was, I was watching it, and I was actually not counting the time till it was over. I was uh, occasionally, whenever they went to Percy. Um, I, I, I still think they should just jettison her out an airlock and let the engines fix themselves. They seem like they do as good a job. I don't know. But um, let, let's... Um, what, what did you, obviously, you think it's uh, the best one we've seen today as well, because you just said that. But uh, what, what else strikes you about this episode of worth a movie note? Uh, on a um, purely personal note, this one hit me hard. Okay. And it's because of really what I bring to it. And it was in um, especially uh, Luke's line at the end, which is, people come into your life and make you happy, they cause you grief, and then they're gone. And all, all that's left are ripples where they once were, ripples stretching out forever. And that has hit me right where it hurts. As, as like something that is current or was current when you first saw this? or in the I'm not trying six, to delve into... In the last six months. In the last six months. Um, I, so, uh, so it really has... So really, I, it's what I bring to it, this one. It really does it to me now. It, I watched this episode again for the umpteenth time um this afternoon early mm-hmm. uh, and it it, t- it took me out so I've, I've had a few hours to recover from it but yeah okay i mean it's not a you put me in a tough spot there it's not to make light of it i mean that that's a, a any i i have also not recently fortunately uh but you know uh i'm a i'm from a very 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 small family and uh, you, you, you do ponder on these things. When my father died, I don't know, I can't tell you how many years ago, five, maybe. Yeah. I mean, those words are very, they, they ring the mark. I mean, they've, they've been mirrored time and time again, that it's life is, life is a, a stage and all of us are players and, uh, you, you can't help but be affected by the people who come into your life, particularly the people who come into your life invited but but also the people who come in without and it's not always good and but when it's gone there's just those echoes those ripples in the water it says and and yet it it, in a way it kind of magnifies them it does that that is what i found uh after uh after my dad uh, because you think about the things that you hadn't thought of in years things that used to you know that i missed things that annoyed me things that uh, because your your brain dwells on it, it brings it in like an echo chamber. So that again, that uh, that ripples metaphor is kind of kind of apt. Yeah, my father was um, five and a half years ago when he died, and my grandmother eight months ago coming up. 
My girlfriend's six months. So it hit me. Yeah. That is, um... But that's it. But um, I guess we should talk about the show now. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let me ask. Okay, let, let's let's hold that for just a second. Then. Right. Let, let, sorry. <laughs> not trying to dig that one over. But this is also kind of the first chance we've gotten to see where Percy puts a name on what's wrong with her. Yes. Right. In the past, it's like you're just looking at her and you're going, what a annoying, spoiled child. And and, uh, and, and a narcissist. And a narcissist. Um, yeah. And in this episode, she says, it's because my parents were killed. I have not seen any evidence that she has been bothered by her parents. And, and, and so my question to you is, does it fit with what we've seen in the past that all this is emotional damage because her parents ha- have been killed and and could it have been better presented in such a way that it would be i say believable isn't quite right but you know what i mean foreshadowed and i don't feel it's been foreshadowed up to this point um it, it all just seems like a big inconvenience to her that that her parents died and she got stuck with dante and and now she's stuck on the ship and she can't chase boys and uh, it, so it does always come down to narcissism, not um, I'm damaged. Does it? Does it ring? Except does it ring I true? know. Except I know she is damaged. Well, it's clear she's damaged I mean, in some way, but is that what it is? But also I, because I'm you're, but then I'm looking at this from a different angle than you are because you're looking at it from eight episodes. I'm looking at it from forty four. Mm. Um, and uh, to take your point. Um, Given the present, given that you're just taught, you're taking your point from your perspective of you've seen eight, you've seen eight episodes, um, and then you just get this great exp, exposition dump. Mm-hmm. Um, then that short does, one, but yeah, it does yeah. come out of the blue, doesn't it? Yeah, and I I don't you know I I pick on Percy. I'll probably it, it's unlikely that I will stop picking on Percy anytime soon. I. I try to put this in in the context of, you know, there's there's three things we can look at here. There is the character, and I just simply don't like the character. And 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 okay, she's damaged, but that does not alter the fact that this is a person I couldn't personally could not stand to be around. And then there is the question of the competency of the acting because I just simply cannot get a read on her character the words that come from her mouth and the way that she presents herself so for example a a a particular scene any well any scene that she's in but a particular one is like when they go into the um meteor storm i i could not get anything really off of her except i'm reading lines off of a cue card and when she's trying to do the engine and she's just ignoring Dante and she's like no no I I don't know what the actress is going for I I'm just not I'm not getting it and and it just I don't know where to put that blame whether it's entirely on the writer it's on the actress a combination the director it could it could be the director it's like nah say it flatter flatter the director was Patrick M-A-L-A-K-I-A-N, Malachian, Malachian, however mm-hmm. you want to pronounce that. 
Um, he's one of the more frequent directors on the series. So he's part of their stable. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, which, if you know, if he's trying to go for something, I, all right, how do I, how do I put this? Um, you know, as you say, you're looking at it from from further on. I'm looking at it from eight episodes in, and it is certainly true that you can tell a story, and that a a person or an event can happen, and it comes out of the blue. But if you look at it 20 episodes down the line, they've told you all the things you needed to know in the next bunch of episodes to make you think that the thing was known about all along. Does that, does that make sense? It does. As opposed to, but if you still look at those cold episodes before it, they haven't done that. And I guess it's probably my thought that you could be forgiven to look at that and go, that's just because they had no clue where they were going when they wrote episode eight and that they filled it in later. It's almost like a retcon. It's like, how do we make that work now? Because, oh, okay, yeah, let's go back and tell. And I, I cannot tell with this show how much of this is, you know, world building on the fly or whether or not there was some Joe Michael Straczynski master plan in their mind. And I, I just don't think, I don't think there was, but. I think that JMS is the only person who has the JMS schemes. Yeah, that's true. That is, that is pretty, um, he, he, he did do some pretty nice, I'd almost call them Easter eggs in, in Babylon 5. I mean, the headline on a newspaper in season one that, you know, isn't even really called to your attention. And suddenly in season three, there it is. There's there's a follow up to that particular piece. And, you know, and they don't they don't to their credit, they don't pop up and show you a flashback of Sinclair holding the newspaper in season one to remind you how clever they were. It is left for you to find it. And, and, you know, and he could have just ignored it. Right. If maybe the, the story had changed and he'd never gone there. It'd be great, but but it was there, and it it feels like it was fleshed out, and it it and I'm just not particularly with Percy here. I'm just not getting it. I think maybe there's a little bit more to the modified human being story. I'm guessing that's laid out the, a little bit better. The divinity, the divinity. That's cluster. it. Cluster. I could not think of the name. Yes, that. I, in fact, that's going on with the injection. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I that was clear. I mean, in fact, he's glowing uh, in pretty much the same way that the girls glowed in the first episode when yes. they, just before they self-immolated. So I'm guessing that uh, that 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 Biomicron is trying to deal with that same. It's it's part of the orchard. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Well, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll ask them. Obviously, Paquette, and I if I. Remember my silly names correctly. That is the woman that was in opposition to Darius's father. In right. the first she episode, the, yes. In the first episode, that was Paquette. So the question is, how much of a unified entity is Orchard? Or is this like a secret black project that Paquette is running on the side because she's got her own agenda? That much I couldn't tell from this. I mean, I, I got... Obviously, if I were if if I were looking at that and I realized that one of the muckety mucks in 
uh, the orchard was on the board of directors, your first thought would be, that's a board of directors plot. And the fact that she kind of gives that warning to her father makes it sound like maybe she has a little doubt, but not a lot. But actually, I had probably more doubt than she did, because maybe Orchard would be more interesting if it was also a shadowy organization with different tendrils that don't know what each other are doing. That's that what well, Orchard doesn't exactly have a storefront, you know, walking right. the Orchard over the front as, with, with an Orchard sign over the front door. You know, the depiction the, the, um, the of them in this series is their, their big pharma. Okay. I had not gotten that they were big pharma yet. That's, that's what they are. They, they have all these, uh, all these farmers. They're these pharmaceutical and medical research corporations. Okay. Um, and um, they're, I, also, they're, also, I, they're also a bit of Monsanto, by the way, but... It, I see. I didn't. I really didn't get that from. Them. Um, I just thought so, they were a mysteriously large criminal cabal. But and then they have and then the, and those are their fronts. And they in the meantime they do good works, like cure Parkinson's disease. Didn't they say that was a long time ago though? Yes, but so they, they they have that goodwill built up. Like look, uh, yes, but. Look at all the drugs we and the medications we uh, we produce and distribute and isn't and the lives we save aren't we good? But and but then behind it, they're they're bastards. Okay, I get I get that they are definitely that. Um, so I, like I say, I didn't quite get that they're just like strictly big pharma. I I kind of got that they were a big cabal. The question I have is, um. And I guess we can frame this in terms of, of the Definity Cluster and why is it that they're so opposed to this. What is it that what is it they're after? Is it money? Is it power? Are they trying to stop the Divinity Cluster because if we all become gods, we won't need to buy pills anymore? It, what is, have we got any sense of that? And, and like I say, I don't, because I didn't get that they were strictly big pharma i mean fine they own a they own a pharmaceutical company or 10 well, or 20 I mean, but they also may own governments for well, all i know perhaps i could have um phrased my chosen words more precisely um they're they're they have a public face which is what we call big pharma slash monsanto whatever okay but it's about the orchard is what's behind all that mm-hmm. uh to answer your first question they're after power. It's power. Okay, so they're a, they're a, that kind of uh, cabal. And because it could we, just be money. I mean, that's honest. That's I mean, it's not honest, but I mean. And as I mean. we <laughs> and as the first episode has established, there are, there are factions within the orchard. Right. And one, and the and there are two factions. One's Paquette's faction. The other is Darius's faction. And they have different ideas about, about what to do regarding the cluster. Okay. And Paquette wants to control it. Which explains why she's got Biomicron, which working on that particular that particular aspect. Um, okay, uh, we'll go to this question. They've injected 4,000 test subjects, it sounds like, based on the research that um dante was doing the the fake janitors right that they have well i'm assuming that a few of those janitors were actually doing janitorial work but (laughs) 
You'd think they'd have robots by now for that, right. but okay. Yeah, okay, but but mostly we're dealing with, uh, with, with, with test subjects, yes. Yeah. The, the high turnover rate test subjects are definitely uh, the ones that are that are gone, uh, have gone the way of the divinity explosion or whatever it, we want to call it. Um, if, if the goal was to get him back within 48 hours and the scientist who injected him specifically said, I'm giving you this injection. All my other patients have died in 48 hours. What's interesting to me is what happens to you in that 48 hours. Right. Even if they got him back at 47 hours, would would Dante have gotten his big we got him back in time bonus because didn't wasn't the point of this that they actually had him under observation for that period of time to to study what happened or were they really only interested in what happens when he explodes at the end? I think they knew what the think they knew what was going to happen at the end, but they were. I got the impression they wanted to observe him, and so as long as they, as much time as they could observe him, they would have been happy. And um, Dante and um, Rudolfo would have gotten the bounty. Hmm. Because he didn't. I mean, apart from I feel a little funny. He didn't seem to be particularly interesting to observe, Lucretia's point of view notwithstanding. But you know. Well, let's keep in mind about. As I assume that orchard agents at whatever, in this case, at Biomicron, um, would have had him maybe hooked up to machines and all sorts of instruments observing. Scanning him. Scanning and been like looking, Caravaggio did. Collecting data. You'd think they'd want his records then. Yes, you from would. The, yeah. Uh, so, and then that's the other question that I have. And I think I asked this once before, and I don't. If I did get an answer, I don't know. Is Caravaggio an ordinary ship's computer for a transutopian starliner kind I, of thing? I, uh, he, he comes across as that, but, but I'll just say this: that any that all these all all off-ship characters who board the Tulip never look at him and think, "Wow, I've never seen that before." They always seem to. They're just. Oh, oh yes, it, it, it's the it's the ship's AI. Okay. Okay, that that's that's my interpretation of it. So what comes to my mind here is that Eric is like, oh, I've got to get to this medical facility forty eight hours away. Now my guess is that if he got to that medical facility, they would have looked at him and they would not have been able to cure him anyway. True. Okay, so he didn't need to. He got on our ship. And, and the ship was able to do not only a scan, but then on doctor's advice, no, no, do a better scan. Oh, okay, I'll do a better medical scan. All right. Hey, I'll just whip up an antidote. It sounds to me like Caravaggio is pretty darn good at this kind of stuff. And so would, he, would Eric have been thinking, I have to get to a particular medical facility, if he could just find a nearby cruise liner or, you know, practically if a cruise liner's got it, then practically everybody's got that level of computing. Um, and, and you know, it, it it was just kind of odd. It's like, well, if he can do all this stuff, what do they need to... Why did Dante need to go talk to his doctor wife? Hey, what should we do? Pfft, ask Caravaggio to do it. Oh, okay, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, wait, I did think of that, but I didn't think of asking him to do the job right in the first place. It just, it was, and that was a very weird scene. That was a bit of wonky writing. Yeah. Um, so I, I could put that to the question of, was it, was it different in, because I think 
in my recap, I kind of combined a couple of things that happened over the space of time and in a different order, which is there is the scene where Dante goes and talks to his wife. And then there's the scene where Dante talks to the audience to explain about how his wife was killed and got transferred into the computer. Does um, he gives the, um, the gives the exposition dump before he goes to talk to her. Does he? Okay. Yeah. Cause for some reason, my, my, my original notes, which are, extremely linear right so as i watch if as i watch through the episode i write down stuff to jar my memory and it is always in order so it goes like this janitorial staff has high turnover dante suspicious conversation dante has scan 41 hours to live try to get to medical facility dante does his wife thing to get medical help no help then it says, Caravaggio may have antidote, Percy being useless, give an antidote, more sexy time, are they in love, and then love the glowing hard drive, Dante has a soliloquy to himself about his dead wife. It seems like they're way apart in my notes, but I sort of remember it like they happened, they should have happened one after the other in the order I presented, which is... He has a soliloquy, then he talks to his wife. But I, I don't know how it got jumbled up in there like that. But uh, didn't we get an explanation for why she's in the computer already? This was well, sort of a halfway a halfway version of it. But this was the um, one time we get the explanation of how all that works. And we see the flashback back to um, Titan right after the um, the Raiders came and killed people and kidnapped Travis. Because obviously he was explaining it to the audience or himself, neither of whom necessarily needed to hear it. But Well, for the record, I did check, and uh, since we're talking about writing here, um, this is the only episode of the series to come from the um, pen or word processor or computer or whatever of Mr. Peter Campbell. Uh, Well... (laughs) My hopes have been crushed. <laughs> My hopes have been crushed, but all right. Uh, he, he, um, I, I hate to say that we might be seeing character development in Dante because he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to ever have character development. He, he's so two-dimensional that... It, it, but it does seem like we're building to him destroying the model of his wife, the, or whatever we want to call it, the chip. Wife on a chip. Um, um, hold that thought and keep watching episodes. Okay. Because it is the logical thing to do. Um, logic doesn't always play. Dante, certainly logic never plays. So, but because the wife's basically mentioned it, I think twice now, um, although this time much more forcefully that that's the Chekhovian gun. That that's that that's coming, or maybe someone will destroy it, and then he'll be distraught because his dead wife is killed twice. Ooh, 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 oh, there. Oh well. Anyway, I have to say is watch episode twenty-two. Twenty. Oh, that's the end of the season. All right. Okay. That's that's a ways off still. That is fourteen episodes down the line. Um, 
I, I mean, I guess out of a sense of obligation, we should talk about Lucretia's uh, story. It here? is her story. This is, um, you learn more about her. Um, for example, um, learn that she left Mars Fed Special Forces 18 months ago. Yep. Yeah, because her mom died. Her mother, whom we saw a vision of in the yep. previous episode. T for three. Yes. T for three. Mom. Um, and she's devoted to her father, who apparently, and he's not devoted to her. At least she knows. At least she's figured that out. The thing is, yeah, it's a story about Lucretia, and yet, at the same time, I mean, it wasn't as disinteresting as the, as the Percy bits, but I, I mean, I, I, got it, I could have gotten that all with a, a couple of lines of dialogue. I, I, the, actual, the actual them together and talking to each other and the flashbacks to the sexy time and, and all that stuff, eh. Didn't didn't do much for me. I, I was not moved by Lucretia's story. It's the usual. Hey, we got married. It didn't work. Oh gosh, I guess it turns out I do still have some feelings for him, but I'm not going to admit it because that's what happens. But I, 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 like I say, like as you say, the, the the most important thing to come out of it is how long ago she left the special forces, and that's and kind why? of yeah, that's kind of a shame because i don't really feel like i know her any better after this you know it's yeah, like thinking <laughs> percy's bit about gosh oh, this is how close we are and and you never bothered to mention an ex-husband really i mean does 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 lucretia mention dating or boyfriends or anything like that it doesn't seem like it would to me so you know Tomorrow she could pop up and say, well, I have an identical twin sister, and I wouldn't be surprised that she hadn't told everybody. Lucretia she's doesn't tight lipped. She is she doesn't talk about her secrets, so whereas Dante is Dante has one thing on his mind. <laughs> it's still his son. it still cracks me up. Yeah, it still cracks me up that, that the opening credits still have the subtitles yeah. in there. Every time I watch it, that the subtitles are on and we get Dante giving his little narration that, that's not there in the Redux version. And uh it, it 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 and it does two things. It goes on about the fact that, you know, all he cares about is his son. Which in a way, if if somebody slapped you with that at the beginning of every episode, perhaps his actions aren't as bad because you just look at it and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already told us he doesn't care about anything except his son. And it also hits you every time that humanity's on the verge of a big change. And so it that actually kind of ties more with the Divinity Cluster stuff. It makes more sense for them to have left that bit in. But... They did not. Now, you mentioned uh, in an email before we got started that there was a, a line, and I noticed that the line was awkward uh, on in my notes, and that yes. is the at the end with the unknown. Want to tell us about that? Yes, there's the end where I'm um, right after, um, it's at the tail end of the episode, and uh, Dante has very wisely let Eric go in the Carpathia, so when the Carpathia explodes in space, it doesn't take out the tulip. But he doesn't know that's going to happen. No, but... Um, so it's just an act of It compassion. worked out, but... Um, yeah. Yes, exactly. And then you're like, it's like, you're, you're about to die, so... You know, 
go. Yeah. And the um, and then we, so we, we 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 see we see the explosion in space, and then we hear Caravaggio announce that the car that the Carpathia has exploded, and then the next thing we hear in the Redux version is uh, Lucretia Scott saying, and I quote, "Unknown, unknown, my ass." Mm-hmm. Which I it's... had to put subtitles on to make out what she was saying, and I had speakers up. And uh, yeah, uh, anyhow, and I thought that's quite a non sequitur. Um, that we're, we're obviously missing a lot. Uh, so I op- I got the um, old DVDs out, and I watched. And I, I got the. Um, Got the original version of this episode and put it in one of, the, one of the, my computers and went straight to that scene. And yes, there was a missing line because right after uh, Caravaggio announced the explosion of the shuttlecraft, the computer said, "Quote: Source of destruction unknown." Unquote. When you say the computer, you mean Caravaggio? Yes. Okay. Quote: Source of destruction unknown. Unquote. And then she says, unknown oh, no, my ass, because she knows that the source of the discussion is the divinity po- cluster. The poison in the uh, poison in, in Eric's in body. System. So, interesting thing about that. A couple of interesting things about that. The, the first is in-universe. Let's, let's go in-universe here first. That would imply that him exploding is not a surprise to Lucretia. Yes. Which makes it sound like she knows more about the, 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 the chemicals and the, the consequences of what's happening than she has given evidence to in, in the past. And Lu- Lucretia generally knows more than she tells anybody. Yeah, but I can understand that where, you know, she knows, for example, that it's the orchard and she knows that they're working on something big and it's paquette. And so unknown means it's paquette, you know. And bring up the first episode and what happened to Eccleston. Eccleston didn't explode, though. No, but there was this big light display. Like, get away from this. But not like the girls that that took the guy out in the bathroom. No. Right. They burned out in, in much more like in much more like Eric's way, almost like it's a failed a failed transformation or something, but I, so I, you know, I, I could see how you might take that line and say, well, we don't want to, we don't want to put it too harsh. Cause then you're, the question is, does Lucretia know that he would have exploded or that their victims would explode or that she's just saying unknown because we're talking about, I know who did it. It's not an unknown's cause. It's Paquette as opposed to it's the divinity cluster drug. Now, out of world production wise you know for for once again we've seen that uh clips from the production company and they're talking about how they oh we got this chance to take the show together and tighten it up and to rearrange it and make it better in what way is that just not a screw up it is by not having it's got to be a screw up right this is not an improvement they have they have made lucretia say something that just doesn't make sense in that moment at that time. Yes, yes. And, and I can think and, of I can think of two possible ways to improve this. 
One is leave Caravaggio's full dialogue in. And the other one is just hold on her face before she spoke and then cut to the next Leave the line up. Leave the line up. That's right. Now, one other question. Would leaving the line cause of explosion unknown out be intentional? Because, well, I think it is intentional. I just, I, I don't think it works in the context, but here's why I think it's un, it's intentional. When I watched the scene, not knowing, not knowing anything about this, the shuttle is not in sight when it explodes. It is obscured by asteroids, as if we are not supposed to tell whether or not it hit an asteroid or Eric burned up and exploded. So I, I feel like the filmmaker, in the way that it was put together, was intentionally keeping me in the dark. And for Caravaggio to say cause unknown takes it out of the dark. I know what it is then. I know it's not he hit an asteroid. I, it's some sort of mystery explosion and we know what the mystery is. So I can kind of see why they might have left it out, but obviously her line didn't make any sense following onto it until we get the context. Yes, so, I can I, add something to what you just said because well, I hadn't thought, of, I had not thought of what you just said, but um, so that's interesting. I can tell you this. Um, when I compared the old special effects to the new spe- to the new special effects, right as the shuttle exploded, mm-hmm. I noticed that on the Redux version, the uh, Carpathia was close to an asteroid, uh-huh. but that wasn't the case in the original. Aha! So they are trying to obscure how the explosion occurred. I mean, we get the we get the glowing effect, so we know he's burning up. So, but then. Kaboom! Did he, did he smack into an asteroid? Did he do it on purpose? Did he, you know, did he explode and transform into another being and out of our sight so that he's now out there with Eccleston and they're having space god conversations with each other or whatever? We don't it, it know. Just, yeah, yeah. So I think that's why they left the line out and they changed the effects. So they just screwed up by leaving by leaving her line in. But I think they wanted to have something in there to indicate that she knows someone's to blame. Yes. Yeah. But we, but we already know that. We know that she knows. She's already yeah. sent the, so said the flaming message to her father. Yeah. Yeah. So, who still doesn't bother to answer his phone. Um, <laughs> no. And by the way, you know, earlier you said that uh, Orchard doesn't have a logo on the door, but I'm pretty sure or- Orchard had a big logo in there well, well, well okay, they, 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 they have the tree behind them, you know, everyone's on yeah. the tree. But I mean, what, but they, but your but my point is you can't just go into a public place and they're just advertising themselves. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they got a logo. They paid yeah. somebody big bucks for that and then they killed them. So they injected and also and watched them die. Speaking of missing scenes. Yeah. Um, there is one omitted from, from the Redux version. Actually, there are two. Um, the first is, as usual, Rudolfo's opening transmission, over Yay! which played the opening, played the written by and and who all yeah. the guest stars were. And that one was, that one didn't, we didn't lose anything from the episode by having that one gone. It was him talking about um, how he, uh, 
had once fallen in love, love with a woman and decided that she was the one he said he should marry and he didn't marry her. And then years later, he saw her from a distance. And we can, okay, that was fine. That was gone. The um, second one was, there was a scene where the, in the orchard conference room that we saw from the first episode and they were calling Rodolfo. Okay. And there was the holographic, the... Uh, was the holograph because the screen of um, Rodolfo, and they're saying, um, "We really want to see him now. Get a hold of him now. We are not happy with you, Rodolfo." That kind of dialogue. Ooh, see, I like that. That's not there. I, I like that's gone. Um, I think it's it's better that Lucretia discovers it from uh, a bit of data in the investigation so that makes it a little more thing and also the fact that rudolfo is obviously in the pay of orchard now uh i i like that that is not uh that's not a known thing um i i have not seen any of these uh, rudolfo bits that are missing and i just generally get the feeling that i am glad they're gone frankly um they sound awful um so most of the are there are a few that really are crucial to the episodes, and those are the ones that have stayed in in, in in the Redux episodes. Yeah. Do you have anything else about this episode? Uh, do you like the Beatles? Those little things that come out and bring. Yeah, it's the first time we've seen the that what they've got as a as a tug. It's an interesting idea. Um, I yeah, I'm kind of. It, it it makes sense. I mean, if you don't have tractor beams, because that's physically impossible, um, you know, we, we have uh, we have pilot ships that come out and guide ships into dock and turn over control to the, you know, the pilot ships come out, the captain comes on board, he, he runs the ship in. It's kind of an extension of that for space. That kind of makes perfect sense. Yeah. Also, um, notice that the episode played out over the course of 48 hours. And um, I noticed that for most of that in-universe time, uh, that Percy was down and was down working on the engines. I yes, I, you know I will. I'll make a comment about. Uh, I'm trying to avoid the. I'm not picking on Percy now. I'm picking on the director, or or it could be the writer. This is the second time, at least, where when Percy is fixing things, and and yes, I'm in software engineering, but. I, I've I've taken some I've taken some courses in engineering of, of the other kind, and I don't think that you will find any engineer that throws all the parts out on the floor in a huge scattered mess the way that they do on this show. And I feel like that's the director not knowing how to make Percy look busy or how to make Percy look like she's just really deep in an incredibly complicated repair. So they just go, let's just pour this bucket of parts on the floor so it looks like she's disassembled the whole thing. And I don't, I don't like it. it. Like I said, it's the second time they've done it and it, it does not work for me. I'm just not convinced that she knows what any of those parts are, that, that they've been set down in a way that she could reassemble them ever or any engineer, not just not just her. I mean, you just you just wouldn't do it that way. And yeah, she's an irresponsible child, so maybe she does throw her toys on the floor. But that's just you know not 
not good. On the other hand, she knows what she knows what spare part to ask for. Yes, that's probably why the shuttle blew up because of that missing part. I thought so the shuttle the, the shuttle blew up because Eric did. Yeah, <laughs> but see, it's a mystery now. So maybe <laughs> maybe later they could co- Dante could come along. You know, it's instead of you, you incompetent fool, you didn't fix the engines, and so the guy died. She goes, no, you took the important part that kept the engines from blowing up out of his shuttle. Ah, so <laughs> then you let him go fly off. So I could be. On the other hand, that. Percy also got the reactors to full power. She did, she did eventually. I, I'm I'm not. Obviously, they are portraying her as somebody who who can eventually fix the engines. It's just that she goes about it in such a terrible way that I don't think she does a good job of it. Right. So, in other words, uh, Mr. Scott uh, exudes an air of competence. Yes, he overextends his estimate so that he appears to be a miracle worker. But I feel like Percy, if she were a competent engineer or a, a functional human being could do her repairs in half the time. Okay. She does not strike me as being, I'm doing a good job. I, she strikes me as being, I'm, I'm doing a, a, a lazy job and I just don't care. Hold that even, thought. Even, hold, hold that thought and keep watching episodes because you'll get more details. Okay, I'm trying to avoid spoilers on a 20-year-old right. show, no, no. I know, but still, okay. Right. But, yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah, it, it's, it, it could, it could ultimately, it, it, as I say, it, it does make it very hard to analyze what you're seeing if you know they're going to turn on a U-turn tomorrow, and you know, it's like coming to the end of Buck Rogers season one and going, why, I sure hope Dr. Hewer is, oh, but I know, he's you got, never you gonna, got You got Hawk, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the beginning and the end of an episode, yeah. All right. Oh, uh, and uh, one, I do have one remaining note here, I guess. Um, I wrote, made a note here about the superficiality of Rodolfo's relationships in contrast with other other relationships in this episode. And, um, so, and maybe, and remember um, at the beginning when Rodolfo, before he gave the, uh, mm-hmm. the assignment to pick up Eric was... Saying more than they wanted to know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Vintage Rudolfo. Part, um, part of the reason I don't think he's he's missed <laughs> for for what's been removed. And he just ha- and he has this he has a series of dalliances without any depth. Yeah. And um, that's in contrast to what we have with um, Dante and Penny and with uh, Luke and Eric. Yeah, I I. I wonder about Dante's, I mean, is that, it's, it's, um, how do I put this? It's unhealthy. It is. It's, it's sick. And I realize that the, that science fiction is supposed to go explore these ideas. And it is, it is a legitimate science fiction idea that if, you know, you can upload your brain into a robot and live forever, uh, then similarly, you can upload your brain into a matrix in fact i i think a major tv show that just came to a conclusion last week uh, also had a very similar theme i'm not going to say by the way is, but... you should have heard i don't know if you did but you should have heard robert meyer burnett go on about that <laughs> um so we now have this copy it's almost you, you could look at it as being like he's fallen into drugs to dull the pain to 
to stave off the pain of the death of his wife because she is dead. And this is this computer program. Actually, I think the answer is a question. So if, if this were an actual brain and it had been put into the thing and it worked right, then yes, it is actually an artificial intelligence that probably deserves to have its own agency and autonomy. But I don't get the impression that it is that. I get the impression it is an imperfect copy, that it is incapable of growing, that it is that it is just uh, almost like, it's almost like one of the... Was it one of the prior episodes of this show that that what they were seeing was a reflection of what they thought that yeah, they were? That's my understanding of what seeing. it is. Yeah. So it, in that case, then this is just this is not a deep, uh, lasting relationship. This is a dependency on artificial stimulation well, to. I was referring to, deal to with uh, loss. I was referring to flesh and blood, Penny. But okay. Um, but he can't move on from flesh and it's been 10 years. He cannot move on. I don't think it's because he cannot move on. You know, if, if artificial penny didn't exist, he'd probably have moved on. He'd probably have his closure. He would probably, maybe he wouldn't be married again. My dad never remarried. My mom died in 1967 and he was like, no, I got married once. That was it. But he had other relationships along the way and 10 years, Dante could at least be, you know, close, but he's not. And he, and he never will be as long as that thing continues to reopen the wounds. And so I, 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 I in a way, I think it's a shallow, it's a shallow relationship as well. Now, uh, Luke's is, you know, the usual, you know, you, you fall in love with somebody uh, uh, you know, knock on wood here. I, I'm not planning to divorce my wife anytime, uh, in, in our lifetimes. So I don't, I've never been divorced. I don't understand, but you know, I've had exes and ex-girlfriends and, and, and some of them I parted on very unpleasant terms. Yet I can still kind of look back and say, you know, here are the reasons I did like that person with distance, with distance on time. I can do that. So I can understand Lucretia coming with, with a few years out on Eric and particularly when he's in distress, I, I can see why it would reopen some feelings and somebody. So, but I don't actually think it's really her true one abiding love in life. I, I, I just think it's, you know, the nature of the human, the human animal. Too, well, uh, but Zatilla, it's more than just you know. Want what you've lost, yeah. It's more than what Rodolfo has. Um, I'd say there's a, a, a lot of people have more than what Rodolfo has. Right. Yeah. Yes. I see, and I don't treat him as a, as a. I, I I understand that there may be a change a, along the way, but as far as I can see, it Rodolfo is nothing in this show. He he is he could be a telegraph for all I care. He is nothing. And he is not a character I care about. He's not a character that I need to see. He doesn't add anything to the picture. He is, he's just a, like I say, he's just a phone call that, that has a face. And so, I, you know, I, don't, I just don't treat him as a serious character. He, that's, just well, a, yeah, that's, be, oh, that's because you're watching the Redux versions. You know, the originals, he's a greater presence, but that's how yeah. it goes. So, uh, that it? We good? That's it. That is it. All the right. next is... episode, except for this, the next episode is Order. Order. 
which Order. is which is um, we get a um, a cult leader. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw the preview of that. Yeah, who has a tie? Who has who has ties to the Divinity Cluster? Uh. Now I am I'm going to make a lie of it, uh, and I'm going to say there is one other thing I'm just going to toss out here. Okay, there is a line that Dante says to Eric when Eric gives him his sob story. He says, "As they used to say, tell it to the judge." That's what he said. No judges anymore, I guess. Well, there are still the judges. There, there's the still a there's still a judicial system. It's um, depending. Yeah, we know on, that, but, but depending are there judges. Yeah, there are judges and there are police and there. Yes, it, you know, for all I know, it could be a, a justice machine. Put the data in, and it goes here. You go. Then it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a time where you get a chance to tell it to the judge. Hence the the lack of the. As they used to say, not as tell it to the judge, which is what uh, what somebody would say in modern. Actually, modern in this series, show. we do see judges. Okay. Well, then, then. All right. Well, kind of thank you for joining me. My pleasure. Listeners, I, uh, one, uh, apologize for my dog, who is just going absolutely nuts uh, throughout the entire podcast. And two, I do hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. You've been listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Find out how you can be a sponsor and get early access to all episodes and more at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. Come join the conversation on Facebook or Twitter. All episodes are available at fusionpatrol.com. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. Next week on Fusion Patrol, we hope you'll join us for a very special episode. It's our 500th episode of Fusion Patrol. That's right, 500 episodes. And as a special treat, Simon and I are going to be looking at the classic science fiction movie, Forbidden Planet. Come join the conversation.